Hello and welcome to another episode. Today we start with a topic. Are game companies trying to stop you having physical media? This discourse pops up on Twitter every now and again. Chill Rich Dude says, What's the point of a physical disc anymore? The game gets patched a dozen times before it launches anyway. Mudha responds, 99% of physical discs come with a 1.0 build that you can finish from start to credit screen without an update. Updates make the experience better, but you will always have a copy of the game available without an internet connection that you can own and no one can take from you. As a person who doesn't really collect physical discs for games, doesn't like them taking up space, I even hate the ones that I have, and I sold a lot of my old games that even I had when I was a kid, I still agree with this statement. As I grow older in life, it makes me reflect on more how much of what I have played over the course of my life, potentially people in the future won't be able to play. It could be completely inaccessible. If it wasn't for the efforts of like a handful of passionate people cataloging and keeping old games and stuff online in like repositories and stuff, a lot of the games that I'm playing even right now, I wouldn't be able to play. Like True Crimes New York City. You can't buy that officially. I'm about to go play it. I had to download it from one of these places where people have gone to the effort to keep these games and work to keep them in a, a playable state. If I just had the disc, no problems at all. I just pop it in and play it. Also, like, it, it can make a wall look good if you have a bunch of games on it, but I just don't like clutter. I don't like stuff like that. And so what I'm saying is I don't do this myself. and I still agree with this position. Physical media, media still has an important place and should still exist. And I do think it's a bad thing when publishers push out games that only have like a, a disc of cardboard in them rather than the physical disc. Especially because they don't like reduce the cost of the game or something. They don't pass that those savings on to consumers by not producing the discs. They keep it the same price and they just pocket the difference. Piracy? But even with piracy, that stuff can go down. Nintendo has taken down some ROM sites, for example, at various different times. Who knows what's gonna stick around in 10, 20 years? The Wayback Machine, which catalogs a lot of earlier versions of websites, that's been taken to court and been challenged in a variety of different ways. You don't know. The physical disc, when you have it, it's there and you have it in effect forever until the disc itself can't be used. It is a much safer way to store these things if you're willing to go the effort, which again, I am not. But even physical discs, right? They can't keep snapshots of live service games, for example. Like the footage of me playing early versions of Fortnite, you guys can't play that. I can't play that. People in the future won't be able to play those early versions, even if they want to. Although, I don't know, maybe there are some private servers for Fortnite, I don't know. Because for example, World of Warcraft, people wanted to go back and play the earlier versions and for the longest time they had to use private servers and whatnot. But that's all very temporary. Eventually interest in those earlier versions decays and dies, and then they're gone as well. Time marches on. Yes, there is a private server. Doesn't surprise me. But as I say, even that will eventually fade away. The original creators of Smosh are back. So how many of you used to watch Smosh back in the day? I won't be covering this all that much because like, I don't know them all that well, but Smosh have bought Smosh back. And so there's just a picture of them both <laughs> sitting down. So Ian and Anthony, one of the first like really big channels, and then Smosh ended up getting bought by another pair of YouTubers, Rhett and Link. These two had a bit of a falling out. Anthony left the channel. They weren't really friends. There was a little bit of animosity, but apparently they've got back together. They've uh, settled their differences and they bought their brand back. And so who knows where that's going. Anthony has a video on his channel, which I was in the middle of watching. They talk about how they ended up getting the channel back and uh, all that jazz if you want to watch it. 
as I say, never been super into Smosh myself, but they've been around for so long, and as have I, that obviously I've seen many of their videos, and uh, I hope it works out for them. Especially considering when they sold their company, they did it largely for stock, and then when the company went bust, they lost all that money. So they basically end up selling it for nothing, effectively. Kind of. I'm skipping over a lot of details, but they talk about the story. If you want to hear more, I highly recommend that video. This new extension allows you to remove YouTube clickbait. So apparently there is a new extension for web browsers that essentially crowdsources video titles and thumbnails. The titles are any text the user set and the most votes win. Thumbnails are selected from a frame of the video. This is to combat clickbait and give an accurate depiction of what the video is. The name of it's called D-Arrow apparently, as in removing arrows from thumbnails. So for example, this is say the Linus Tech Tip channel. And this is all the thumbnails that they make with the smiley faces and stuff, which obviously I do some of this sort of thing. And this is what it changes to. Largely just pictures of the products, particular frames in there. Although I guess this is the original thumbnail hasn't been changed yet. I cannot imagine enough people care to sign up to this sort of thing. As I've talked about before, a lot of what goes into making thumbnail design is trying to be more appealing than your competitors on the page, right? You want to stand out more than everyone else. You want to be clicked more than everyone else. You want people to go, oh, look at all these videos. Oh, that one stands out the most. I'm going to click it. And for that reason, people just get more and more clickbaity over time, trying to find the optimal thing that will get people to click. But I don't think any of these are necessarily by Linus, not representative of the products. This is just Linus with a product from Apple. Yeah, he's just holding the product here. It's his face with the item. Like th this thumbnail here transformed into this. Is that really much different? Do you feel like Linus's face here is somehow making the content worse or something? Like a lot of people put hours into making thumbnails that look really good. And I have some thumbnails that I think are really good that like effectively content into themselves. For example, this Hitman thumbnail. I really like that thumbnail. I swear to you, within like a month, I saw three other thumbnails with this exact same design. Now, could that have been coincidence? Absolutely. And in no way do I consider them to be like copying me or something, because it's, it's a good design. Like you can use it in many different ways. But I, th I thought the face split and the split of the name was so good. And the idea to have Trevor holding the cougar there and stuff, like I put a lot of effort into a lot of these. Certainly, like these are just my ideas in a way, a lot of the time. Because obviously I don't make these thumbnails anymore. I get Mim to do it. But uh, this, is, this is content. I think you'd really miss out if you didn't get to see any of the thumbnails. Yes, I know it is annoying when the thumbnail and title are not representative of the content underneath, but I don't think it's that big of a problem on YouTube. But maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember the last time I clicked on a thumbnail and title and the content underneath wasn't at least somewhat represented by the thumbnail and title. It's kind of like desiring to go into like a music store from back in the day and just all the album covers are just black bars or something. Why would you want that? How Twitch nearly became Google's acquisition. For those who don't know, one of the original founders of Twitch is named Justin Khan. Twitch used to be called Justin TV, and I think that was because his name was Justin. And so he has these videos where he talks about the process of almost selling Twitch to Google for $1 billion and their eventual selling of Twitch to Amazon for 970 million. So the interesting videos, this is part one and there's another one if you want to watch them. But the one thing that came out of this that I wasn't aware of is that the deal to sell Twitch to Google was basically finalized. It was all said and done. One billion dollars, let's go. But then what they requested, Twitch, was 50 million dollars right now so that Twitch could continue to operate and a clause that said if anything goes wrong with the deal in terms of like the government stepping in antitrust and saying like Google can't buy the mouse, Google will pay 
the owners of Twitch and give them a bunch of money, hundreds of millions of dollars. And Google was like, nah. And so they bailed. $50 million? I mean, $50 million for the operating costs because Google at the time had previously bought another company and it took like a year for that deal to be finalized. And Twitch at the time was running off money from investors. And so if you're about to sell to Google, you're not necessarily going to be able to get that funding, right? And so they need that funding to stay afloat. And so if this deal took a year to finalize, that could impact Twitch's ability to run its day-to-day -day operations. So they needed some money, or at least wanted to ask for some. The story is interesting. There was a thing where they were going to sell to Yahoo. And at the final hour, that got destroyed as well. And it feels as though when it gets around to uh, them selling to Amazon, it's like they were just so tired of almost selling Twitch so many times that they're just like, look, just, yeah, okay, we'll take it. We'll take the 970 million. Let's just, let's just do this already. But yeah, in interesting stories. Uh, if you want to go watch the videos, I'm, I'm obviously not covering every minor detail, but what was interesting to me is just how close it was them selling to Google. Like I had heard all the rumors before that it almost happened, but it was so close. Everything was written up, all the due diligence was done, almost signed, and no. Would that have been better or worse? I think it would have been better. I actually tweeted out, I hope Amazon just sells Twitch to Google slash YouTube. And people commented like, what about becoming a monopoly and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, that would be a, a bit of a concern, I suppose. But I'd rather them sell to YouTube and then other competitors come up in the space or something, because I just want YouTube to have good live streaming. And all the things that make YouTube good moved over to Twitch would be amazing in terms of like its ad program and stuff. The mystery of the demonetized GTA Guesser video. I released a video yesterday, shocker, and it was performing pretty poorly. Like it was my worst performing video out of my last 10. And I'm like, why is this? That's so weird. What the hell is going on? Like the previous GTA Guesser did really well. Why is this one doing so terribly? It's doing half as well as the previous one. And then suddenly it went and became demonetized. And I was like, oh, maybe that impacted it. Like it wasn't demonetized initially, but the algorithm detected that some, maybe something was up, so it wasn't pushing as far until like a human could look at it or something. So I was like, oh, well, it has to be this scene then. What got me demonetized? Like, you don't really see anything, but it's like, it's the scene where Trop is is humping the other dog in GTA 5. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have put that in. That was a, that was a stupid decision to make. I, I'm just so shocked that the algorithm could have picked up that what this scene was and demonetized it. As it turns out, I was wrong. This was not why the video was demonetized. So I removed this with the YouTube editor, and then I asked for human review. To be clear, it is often the case that before you even ask for human review, humans have already reviewed it. My assumption is, especially if you're a person who usually asks for human review, it just goes into the system to be reviewed when someone's free. And so when you press it, it'll automatically give you that feedback. So even though I removed it, it could have been still possible that this was why it got demonetized. But the feedback I got back confirms to me that this wasn't why it got demonetized. So then why did it get demonetized, is the question. Inappropriate language, profanity in title, thumbnail, or usage in the content. Stronger profanity, like the F word, used in thumbnails or titles. And I was like, I knew exactly what happened. So here's the thumbnail, right there. Margot the third, oh fuck off. My sentiments exactly. And so this was the exact same text used in the previous GTA Guess the thumbnail. So why wasn't that one demonetized, you might ask. The logo in this one was put above the chat, so it pushed down the chat. And so just barely cut off was it saying fuck off. And so that likely explains why the video didn't do well, explains why it eventually got demonetized. And uh, I guess I'm just going to re-upload the video. With that being said, there were other problems with the video. The flickering issue is back. Watch this. See the flicker? A blue flicker? 
happen again? Adobe hasn't been able to give me answers as to why this is still happening. I've changed my drivers. I've done everything conceivably possible, but just sometimes when I render things, it has random frames throughout the video. I can never dress up as a cougar for one simple reason. Dress up as a cougar for an episode? I mean, if I dressed up as a cougar, people would just call me a furry like forever. I give an opinion and, and they'd be like, I'm Mr. Dark Vibers, that's an interesting opinion you got there, but I, I, you have this picture of you dressed as a cougar. I mean, do you want to comment on this and how this completely undermines your position on this issue? Are we in politics like 20 years from now or something? They're like, Mr. Dark Vibers, we are. Because obviously your name is still Dark Vibers as you're running for office. Mr. Dark Vibers, we got this picture of you dressed as a cougar. Do you want to comment? Got a picture of you dressed as a cougar, having sex with a cougar. How do you think this will affect your constituents? Does this not undermine your ability to govern? Mr. Navabsa. What other creators am I planning to challenge in GTA Gessar? I put in a community post, what other GTA creators do you want to see me verse in GTA Gessar? And I uh, got 500 responses. The top one was uh, Fail Race, and that might happen. But yeah, I I'm gonna have someone tally all these up and uh, see who gets mentioned the most and then contact them on that basis. But I'm a pretty solitary guy and my energy levels are not very consistent, so it's it's a hard thing to organize, though. I do think it's good, though, to have some connections with other creators. I'm not super sold on how important collabing is, unless, of course, it's prolonged over a long time, but uh, I do like to do it on occasion. I'm upgrading my body and my house. So what do you guys think of my mole cutoff here? So hopefully that heals and it's basically my skin color, and so I'll no longer have the mole there. Well, I definitely don't have the mole there. It's just a question of whether the scar looks better than the mole. I also talked to him about a bunch of other things. Like, see on my eye here? You can see like a mark on like this. I, I, I've used my middle finger. I'm not giving you the finger. I'm sorry. There's a mark here. Like, I mean, wearing some sort of a mask or something. Turns out everyone gets these things and there's not really any solution to it. I'm like, oh, that sucks. I did ask him, though, to give me a cream for dark circles under my eyes. And he gave me pigments eula y-e-u-x is what he recommended. He also gave me a cream from these, these spots on my arms. Apparently there is still no cure, chat. You notice all these spots all over my arms all the time? They're better or worse at different points. There is no cure. All modern science, modern technology cannot cure this. He also told me what the name is for the my scars that I have. These scars. They're nowhere near as bad as they used to be because I got them treated with lasers, but... Fun fact, I also have them in my inner thighs. There's a name for it. Can't remember the name now, but he did tell me it. And he's like, yeah, there's no cure for that either. You, you can't get rid of scars like that. I'm like, ah. Oh. I asked him to give me something for these goddamn pimples that I'm getting in my chest. They're going away and I should get them less now that I'm getting all my hair removed. Did I mention that I'm not just getting my chest hair removed. I'm getting all my hair removed that isn't on my legs or arms and below my neck. So everything below my neck that isn't on my legs or arms. And it's great. It's not like I had much back hair or shoulder hair or even ass hair or whatever. All gone now. Yes, I do have to be naked for some random woman in the laser hair clinic, but it's, 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 it's very professional setting. Not concerned at all. And so yeah, that's my current state of affairs in terms of making myself not look like my age. Or rather, I've had all these issues for like a long time. It's just I haven't always had the money to get them looked at or to get professional advice. And I certainly have had the time. I'm doing my best now to slot in all this stuff into my life and actually get this stuff done. In the same way, I got my grass fixed, getting my cupboards changed. I'm moving my air conditioner off the ground in my backyard. I'm going to move it like on my house so it doesn't take up a portion of my backyard. Going to move the water tank. Getting all this stuff done intermittently in ways that it doesn't interrupt my workflow. More time for quality of life improvements. Exactly. I realize if I don't get this stuff done, 
I just have to live with it because I don't plan to quit my job anytime soon or whatever, you know? I'm still gonna live with this stuff. Just wanna get some of it done. And once it's all done, then it's done. My clever bin scheme was foiled by the garbage man. So I thought I was being pretty clever, chat. I remembered to put out my bins and they got picked up. And then I filled my bin again with rubbish that was in my car. But then when I was coming back home, I saw that the garbage truck was coming back to empty the bins on the other side of the road. And so I was like, I'm a genius right now. I've already had my bins picked up once. I can now move my bin the other side of the road and have them pick it up again. Two bin pickups, one week. This is the most genius strategy. How has no one ever done this before? And so I put my bin there and went back in my house, feeling pretty good about myself, fully sneaky. And I came to get my bin later and it wasn't emptied. Somehow they saw through my scheme. How though? Sure, my, it does say 22 on my bin, but how would you even see that? It's like barely visible. So my dastardly scheme was unfortunately foiled. There was this time, right, where they replaced everyone's big general waste bin with like a smaller waste bin. And I think that was because they wanted to force people to recycle more because you have a recycling bin and a general waste bin in Australia. And some, some places also have like a green bin where you put like your tree waste and stuff, your sticks and stuff. But that isn't around here because there's not as much greenery. But for some reason, I see other people in the street who have the larger general bin again. I'm like, where's my large bin? I know I'm only one guy, but I have rubbish. Is my latest giveaway going well? Someone asked me how my giveaway is going. For those who don't know, I have a giveaway right now for $2,500. Five people win $500 each. Currently, 6,700 people have joined. Based on my previous giveaways, that last one doesn't count, but based on my previous giveaways, it will be like roughly 20,000 people. Yeah, so it says I finished 23 giveaways before, but I had an older account where I did a few more as well before this. So I've, I've done around 30. And uh, yeah, so it should be around 20,000 people to eventually sign up. So yeah, you have like roughly a one in 4,000 chance of winning. So be sure to enter that if you want. Answering your most interesting questions. Will I speedrun GTA 6 when it comes out to get an early start with strats and whatnot? I get asked about GTA 6 all the time and I don't know because there is a lot of low-hanging fruit sort of content that you can make with a new game when it first comes out and speedrunning ain't that. But if I go for more low-hanging fruit sort of content, I'm going to fall behind on speedrunning. Like, it would devastate me, chat, if I can't do pacifist and no damage again for GTA 6 and someone just jumps on that immediately, which is likely. But it would suck, like, from day one to do pacifist or no damage because it would be so much harder than when I have a lot of experience with the game. And, like, I'm going to be doing facts and glitches as well and stuff. I, I don't know. I might, like, divide my week between doing pacifist, no damage, and speedrunning. I don't know. People will steal both series because of my sets. Yeah, it's like stealing, per se. But you're right that they will see that they were succeeded with GTA 5 and that's a lucrative thing you could do for GTA 6. But then again... Everyone else will be thinking the same thing in regards to GTA 6 as to the low-hanging fruit sort of content, the tutorials, the, hey, did you know you can find this motorbike in this place? Like, you've seen all the low-hanging fruit content for GTA 5 that came out, and YouTube was a tiny fraction of what it is today, 10 years ago. In a sense, one of the reasons why I'm trying to uh, find more people to help me edit and stuff is so that hopefully the, some of them will still be around when GTA 6 comes out, and we can, like, set up a plan, like... Here's all the things that I can do and have you guys edit so we can both profit from this. But speaking like this, it feels so lame that I see GTA 6 as like a business thing as opposed to a thing that I'm just going to enjoy doing. Because I know I'm going to enjoy pacifist and no damage and spe speedrunning, presumably. To enjoy them, I can do them whenever I want to. Day one, five years later, doesn't matter. 
but I still have to think about this business-wise and therefore do the things that I'm going to find fun that are also good business-wise first. Will you ever make an updated setup tour because a lot has changed since the last one you made? As stupid as this sounds, I was going to, except that I'm not actually done with stuff. I want to get a new door. But a part of me was hesitant because before I had no stuff. And so if I show off my house, it's like, oh, that guy has no stuff. Who cares? But now if I show off my stuff, like I don't have that much stuff. It's not like I, I have expensive jewelry and diamonds sitting around or something or stacks of money in the other room. I don't have stuff that you traditionally want to steal. But at the same time, I have been doxxed multiple times. And I know there's at least one guy who specifically reaches out to people to give them my address. As gross as that sounds, such people exist. And I've seen DMs where he's like, hey man, you can go visit Dark Fiber. No one has, thankfully. Like when you're a public figure, however unlikely as it seems, like you don't want to bring additional attention upon your home, right? I'm probably going to end up doing it when I've, I've completed the last few things that I want to do. Yeah, it's a combination of potential fear of, of people ripping me off or something and uh, it, everything not being done. Regardless of whether or not I show you around my house again, let me show you the like button and the subscribe button. And by the way, when you're down there, click them, please. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best.